0: You know, whatever. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Coucho Unplugged. Uh, We Obviously, we talked about the Champions League and stuff yesterday, um, but uh, the Champions League draw, uh, Europa League draw, and the Conference League draw uh, all took place um, this morning. Um, So now we have a a totally uh, fluid table of the bracket um, and who will be playing who. Uh, in the uh, in the Champions League. and uh, in Europa League. Uh, do you want to do Europa League first or Champions League first?
1: Hey, yeah. Uh, hang on. This again. Seriously, my mom just walked in here. It's like they cannot wait until I'm done recording to do shit. I mean, come on. But anyway, um, I would think we should start off with the Europa League since we can get that out of the way and then go more towards uh, one that matters the most
0: uh, speak for yourself the Europa League is a, is a is a amazing and tremendous competition that only the greatest teams qualify for <laughs> or don't qualify for <laughs> um, all right I, I, well well I mean there's one Italian team left for how long this is the real question um, and I think uh, you know Ala, is uh, qualified uh, through, through by Leverkusen. Um, but as we talked about yesterday, um, worst was out for the second leg. Ship was out for both legs and they, uh, they, they got through. It wasn't like a, a de- de- demolition job. Um, it was a pretty close over two legs four two. Um, but you know, it is circumstances led to their advancement again, not taking anything away. So congratulations. Well done. Um, um, anyway, so, so a lot to go through Gasparini's men advance on. Um, but you know, if you look at the Europa league's remaining teams, they got just about the more, the most difficult one, um, that they could possibly get RB Leipzig and Atlanta Two very, uh, attacking minded teams, um, but I, I think they've they've run they've run into a real problem. What, what are your what are your thoughts on on the initial um, uh, first matchup with uh, Gasparini and company?
1: Um, in regards to this match, where Laverkusen versus Adel- No, no, no. Uh,
0: Leipzig, Leipzig and Atlanta.
1: Ooh, how do I how do see I- this going? Remind me where RB Leipzig are right now. Like, how are they doing?
0: Um, I can. I think they're. Um, I'll, I'll just bring up the Bundesliga table really quick. Um, they are. They're. In, they're in Champions League. Uh, a spot or they're. They're. They're on the verge of Champions League spot. Um. Uh, they're currently on. Uh, in fourth with forty-four points. Um. Uh, again, they're 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 on level points with Freidberg and Hoffenheim, but they do have uh the let's see, uh top four attacking um uh, team in the league this season according to numbers. And uh they have uh they have some pretty special players, but uh fourth place. But remember, uh, just, just to give you you a sense of it, they were they had a really bad start to the season um where they were in the you know top 10 which is bad for uh a team like that um and and so on they they've kind of got it up they have players like andre silva they have dominique slathersly they have uh kristoff and um who's having a, a probably second best player in the bundesliga outside of Lewandowski. um so very good team They're always doing pretty well in Europe, um, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, in the Bundesliga, they're in a top-four position at the moment.
1: Okay, so, I mean, based on how they're performing right now in the league and within this tournament, I would see them kind of getting the advantage over Atalanta, especially since we've discussed this last night. Duvon Zapata is very injury-prone, so it kind of – Screws up their plans has their main strikers out and it's very hard to fill those shoes. So in general, I think RB Leipzig will definitely have the advantage since a lot of their Atalanta's main starters are out either with injury or they just don't know how to work with what they do have available and it's been seen the, over the past few weeks with Duvan Zapata out which is their I guess last man standing if you will in the in regards to the attacking side of things so it's one of those things where I think if anything I would see a good on aggregate I'm guessing right now it would be three, maybe three to one, possibly. That's how I see this one going.
0: Okay, what if, well, just for the sake of argument, uh, because I think he's going to come back in April, uh, what what if Zabata comes back? Does that change anything for you? Or do you think that Leipzig's uh, structure and the, the, the weapons that they have um, are, are just too uh, severe for Alanta Dianto? I mean, I given think- what we've seen from them uh, in the last couple of weeks.
1: I think it would still be RB Leipzig-Arsenal would be too much for Atalanta, especially since you would have Duvon Zapata coming back and he probably won't be in the starting lineup until a couple weeks later just so he can get reacclimated from I the injury. D-
0: I don't mean to cut you off. There's If he's available, there. I don't think there's a, a likely possibility that he wouldn't start because the thing is, you you agree that they're not the same without him, right? Yep. So don't you think it would be a risk not to play him against a team that's going to give him trouble, anyways? True. When I'm just uh, when um, Inter have had players out um, this season and last season, um, they eventually got thrown back into the starting uh, lineup. So I, I think that just just on that point. Um, there's a high likelihood that he would start if he's back. If he's back, you give yourself a guy who can score a goal, a guy that's difficult to defend and so on. But so if, if he's included and he's, he's sharp as attack. um, Do you, do you still favor Leipzig um, going forward into, in this tie or do you think Alanta maybe has a chance?
1: I still think RB Leipzig should be in firm control of this matchup.
0: Okay. Um, respect to Alanta. It's respect for Duvon Zabata. They um, have Italian fan. And I mean this with love and affection as always. I, I'd probably not watch this one because I mean, I, if you want to see a great game, you, you should watch it. If you want to see Alanta advance, this, I mean, if you just look at the teams and the way they're constructed, Alanta, even when Zabata was playing, they were in the top four, but it wasn't like, this isn't this isn't even close to the, the Alonsta teams of the last couple years. They don't have the same uh, same amount of sort of um, uh, danger about them. This is a team that's horrible at home. The, the previous a couple teams that Atlanta have had have been have made the Bergamo Fortress, not a, a place where they just get torn apart every single day. Um, so you look at the Atlanta teams of, of the past couple of years, this would be a wholly different kind of dynamic about sort of getting themselves in this position and trying to handle themselves in, in, in these types of environments. Uh, they've done well, in the Champions League, uh, in the Europa League. Um, but remember, they they dropped the ball in the Champions League uh, because they, they again, they couldn't finish the job, the job against young boys. That's really what it came down to and in a game where they needed to win to advance for the next round. With all the pressure in the middle of the table, uh, you saw Villarreal go, uh, go through and Alonso dropped down the Europa League. They played uh, the Greek God, Costa uh, Malinos and um, Olympiakos. Again, Olympiakos is a great, is a very good team, but not the, the biggest challenge. And then they went through Bayer Leverkusen um, without their the, their top scorer for both games. And they played, they beat them with their 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 best player, uh, Leverkusen's best player, out for one of the games. Uh, and remember going into that second leg against Leverkusen, it was a very, um, I think it was one goal difference. So if, if he's playing in that game and if Schick magically comes back, um, and if those guys are healthy the whole time, you know, Leverkusen probably beats them. Um, so we want Alonso to do well. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a likable team. They play great attacking football. Um, and they might not be in the best form. And Leipzig might, you know, have kind of gone the other way where they started poorly and now they're finishing really strong. Um, they've had multiple games this season where they've scored over five goals. Um, and again, what we've, the thing is, with, with all onto this team and over the last couple of years, um, they disregard their, their defense constantly. It's just, they, they basically, um, are in a situation where their their whole mentality is to outscore the opposition. Would you say that's, that's accurate to how how they kind of how they have played when they're at full strength? Most definitely. And do you see that as potentially a problem going up against a team that attacks just as well as them but defends slightly better? Definitely. So if you're in in that sort of situation, Atlanta is now in this spot where. Their their whole thing is, oh, you're gonna score on us, but we're still gonna beat you. I'm not sure you can do that against Leipzig. And again, Leipzig are, they're, I mean, they're not like, uh, they're still they're still fairly good defensively. Um, they there's only two teams in the league who have who've conceded um, at less amount of goals. Um, they they defend well. They score a lot. They have one of the best players in the Bundesliga. I think they can get. I think they could get ripped open, and I think we could be looking at a situation where, you know, Leipzig kind of trounces over two legs. Um, I would say two goals a game. I sorry, three goals a game a piece. Uh, Alonso Mabies gets two, so I would actually go uh, more blowout than uh, than not. Um, I would say probably six to on aggregate, but I think. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think Alanta have just gotten a bad luck of the draw, and I think they, they will not last um, beyond this round because, again, if, if Alanta are going to beat someone, they got to beat someone who they can outscore. And Kristoff uh, Nkuku, I believe, has 20-plus goal contributions in all competitions this season. Um, and my thing is what defensively are they possibly going to do to stop him? If he can have space and time to operate, if he can have his, if he's at his best, you know, I just, I just, you know, I just feel for that Alanta defense having to deal with him in general. But I think the problem is one mistake and the whole thing can be over. And I'm not saying that Alanta can't come back, um, against them because I think it's, you know, they, they still have qualities, but if you, if, if Kristoff and Cuckoo gets going and they, they all of a sudden have a lead in early in the, in, in the quarterfinals. I mean, I just feel like kind of, you cannot make mistakes. You had to be as mistake free as possible. I mean, cause it's going to be hard enough with what they can throw at you. And they're, they're in good form. Alanta's dropping at teams like Genoa. Um, Again, I'm not saying that, that that's that that's the right comparison. Um, but I think they're they're in two separate minds right now because Alanta was in the Champions League and now they're falling out of not only the Champions League, but they're slipping out of fifth, uh, allowing either Rome or Lazio to, to come up. Where Lazio, I mean where Leipzig have gone the other way, and now they're I would say they're leading the race for a top four. And I, I think I think it will be entertaining. But I do think Leipzig has all the momentum with them, and it's going to be difficult for them to be stopped with or without Duvan Zabata, because there. I, I don't know. I just feel that their defense isn't, can't, won't, won't be able to hold up enough against them. Uh, what, what's your view on that?
1: I definitely agree with that. I mean, with how Adelante has been performing, if they do not step it up in this match against Leipzig, it. I mean, there's no coming back from that, especially since they've, like I said, when they're all at a hundred percent and they're all healthy, this team is very dangerous, but without a lot of those crucial elements, it's not look good to look good for them. And so I think they would have to work real hard to beat Leipzig, but like I said, Leipzig definitely are strong themselves. And so I still say Leipzig is going to give them the fight of their life if they're all back at 100%. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. I just looked up this dude's stats. Um, uh, In 38 games, uh, Christoph Mkuku has 26 goals and 15 assists. Holy Um, shit. I don't know if there's anybody on Atlanta, healthy or not healthy, that has – in, like if you put three Alonso players together, I don't. I still don't think. Uh, so this, I mean, obviously we know Kristoff and Kuku is special. We know what his potential is. We know what he's been able to do with Leipzig. Um, we know that there are multiple teams that would love to to pursue his services away from Leipzig. Um, but I mean, the, the, these are ridiculous numbers. These are, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean these are these are the top top tier player type numbers. Um, so it, you know, in that sort of situation, I think you know it comes it really comes down to that I don't think they can stop him um, where collect as a unit Leipzig could slow down Zabata but I don't think there's a way to stop um, this guy because he I mean, you heard the numbers they're they're just they're just not from this planet um at least for for a player in in his uh in his position as an attacking midfielder to 26 and 15 um uh, it's just it's abnormal (laughs) um and you know so i think i think it's he's it's really going to come down to those kind of variables and i think you know again don't disrespect but i think leipzig will cruise um to to victory um all right, uh, keeping it in the Bundesliga here, um, uh, Barcelona, Xavi's Barcelona, um, in the Europa League uh, this time out. Who they're playing better, um, no doubt, um, against Antrak Frankfurt. Uh, um, I think that's going to be a, that's going to be a tasty one. Um, where do you see this going as far as uh, on that side of things?
1: You know, that actually is a juicy one. It's so juicy. It's like that steak that you put in your mouth and it melts. (laughs) So, the weirdest analogy ever, Brain, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that is definitely going to be an interesting one. Both of these teams perform very well. And I think at this point, they're kind of like evenly matched. Obviously, I would give Barcelona the edge because they do have a lot of history in European competitions such as champions and Europa League. But like I said, we know they're more of a known for their Champions League runs. But obviously this time around they ended up only doing enough to get it into the spot in the Europa League through I like to call it the European version of the wild card. So I kind of – I still – I think this one could be one of those matches that may end in extra time, and then Barcelona win it in the extra time because that one, I think, is just very close from top to bottom with both teams performing as well as they have been.
0: Uh, Does it concern you at all that, uh, you know, Barcelona was – I don't know a half a football uh, away from potentially. Uh, I don't know half. They they scored in the first half, but they that they they went down against Galatasaray, and it it took some. It you know it took it took a second half performance for them to get themselves out from under it. Again, no disrespect to Galatasaray, but um, it is Barcelona. Does does that concern you at all?
1: Mm, it kind of does, but I still think that it would be a Barcelona win, but it would be an extra time just because they did have that hiccup against Galatasaray earlier on. So,
0: Yeah, um, I'm kind of going in a different direction here. I think uh, Xavi's doing a good job. Um, I, I think the, the Barcelona look much better, um, especially with the acquisition of Pierre-Embrique Ibameyang uh, from Arsenal, who's, who's finding the back of the net again, feeling uh, back in his element. Um, and you know, some of the other stuff that we've seen from this Barcelona team have, have looked, have looked a little better in, in, in recent times. Um, uh, at least recently they're, they're, they're coming on well. Um, they got the big off Classico this weekend, um, which will be interesting to see if, if Xavi can, uh, can take down Madrid, which I think is a huge test because they're 10 points clear. They're, be- they're much better than Barcelona, um but I think Frankfurt top 10 in the Bundesliga they're not making Europe um, that way um even though they, they've again kind of like Leipzig they had a, they had a dusty start to the season then they kind of caught on late but Frankfurt does not have the weapons that Leipzig does so Leipzig were able to rise above it and and get through into the end and and obviously make the get back in the Champions League picture. Where fr- I think Frankfurt just doesn't have the materials to do that yet. Um, uh, you know, so on and so forth. But I think overall, Oliver Glasner has done a great job with this Frankfurt team. Um, I thought they'd be better. I didn't expect that a sloppy start. Um, but, uh, you know, they're doing well in the league uh, t- to how they started. You look at how they've done in the Europa League. They got out of the group stage, which the, the last couple of times they'd been in the, um, the Europa League, they've been fi- they failed to do that. Um, they go up against a tough Real Betis, um, who beat Barcelona earlier this year. They have to go into extra time. They get the job done. They, they kind of rally in there and, and get through. They're going, coming off an emotional high. Um, and, uh, and so on and so forth, which is, which is, you know, which is good and it's challenging. It's going to be, it, again, I think this is as wide open as anyone that any one of these fixtures that's out there. Um, And Barcelona has has their players. Frankfurt might not have the names, but they they put together the performances that will believe that. And again, Xavi still has not had a full season as coaching. Um, And remember, Glausner got uh, Wolfsburg back in the Champions League uh, last year before leaving. Um, He's done done really good work in the Bundesliga circles. Um, And he's a more experienced manager. Xavi's I mean, he was over there in Abu Dhabi doing what he was doing, but but it's just not really relevant. He's done well at Barcelona. Uh but I, I just I just I struggle with his lack of experience in a game like this. We're we're in the quarterfinals now. This is this is the this is the big leagues. This is this is pressure. This is how can they react and adapt to, to all these situations? Um and we've seen the highs of Xavi's Barça, where they've done some really incredible things, beating some some top competition in La Liga, climbing themselves back into the Champions League um picture in La Liga. And then but but then you look at the other side, he once had a three-goal lead in, in games in La Liga and has and couldn't come away with a victory. So I think it's experience versus inexperience. It's like Barca's talent versus Frank's work for its composure and togetherness. It's, it's a really, it's like so up in the air that I have no idea, but I, I favor Frankfurt only because, um, only because of the experience and I don't know, it, it's so hard. I, I just really could go either way. And, and I think it'd be great regardless, uh, between these two, but I think this one is, is as tough as it gets to call. Um, any, any thoughts on that? Lasting thoughts. Uh, nope. nope. Um, oh, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> you could you can edit that. I just got a funny text. Uh, oh, it's okay. <laughs> oh, no worries. Um,
1: Sorry. <laughs> all right uh, So don't worry i'm keeping this in because it's funny because and i always like we always have humorous moments of the same so i am keeping it in
0: <laughs> all right oh sorry because um, we are
1: literally unplugged anyway so who cares
0: <laughs> well you might be unplugged i'm plugged in um all right sabia and west ham um you know uh <laughs> I, I cannot believe this um, because uh, obviously West Ham is is kind of the analogy that I use when I'm talk when I when I kind of again it's not any disrespect to West Ham but it's it's how I highlight I like to explain the qualities of the mid table in um, in the Bundesliga in Syria and in La Liga. Um, generally speaking, it's just, it's just a footmark of how to explain it because it just highlights the picture. Um, and I still stand by what I've said about, uh, how they would fare in those other leagues. Um, I still think they wouldn't sniff Europe in Italy or Germany. And I still think they wouldn't sniff in La Liga, but, but I got to give respect to where it's due. And maybe they finished a little higher than I originally thought in my head um, because they just beat Sevilla, who's in second place in La Liga, over two legs, 2-1. They win an extra time. Tremendous job that Moyes has done with them. Um, Sevilla is, uh, you know, a well-rounded team that always seems to win the Europa League. Um, your team having been on the, the losing end of that on one occasion. Um, mm-hmm. But But what... What do you make of West Ham um, uh, getting the job done against the Sevilla team that's that's in second place in La Liga?
1: I'm like literally inserting the proverbial question mark. Like, how the hell did that happen? I mean, that is a huge underdog story, especially since Sevilla has won in this tournament in the past and literally this has been their tournament. Six it's times. Six, six times. times. So, I mean, it literally is theirs. So, for West Ham to go out and final put them to bed is huge, especially since West Ham hasn't really been in a year. I mean, they have been in the past, but just not recently. So, seeing them in this tournament and beating a person, a team that has this experience. Shows, speaks volumes so, I volumes, guess I would say. So uh, it's very exciting to see them do this.
0: Yeah and again I'm happy for them as well just because I use them as my explanation uh, point doesn't mean I don't think they're a good team and they have qualities uh, you know they got a lot of players that were on that Czech Republic team that made the quarterfinals at the euros. Um, so they have the qualities. Moyes came out of nowhere. Um, you know, and kind of done this after being casted out a few different, a few different times um, throughout, um, and and going uh, uh, through that, um, and and so on and so forth. Um, I only bring up this result just so we can have more clarity when we discuss uh, this uh, the game um, the, coming up that they they ended up with, with drawing the own. Which is another tasty one. I think this is this is going to be a great one t- as well uh, because obviously, Leon are having. If if I'm if I'm if I'm if, I'm, if I got this right, uh, are having a pretty good season uh, uh, for a team that's in the same um, league as PSG. Um, they are currently. Um, no, I'm wrong. They're having a bad season. <laughs> I got them confused with, with somebody else. Uh, anyway, struggling in in the French league, they're in the top ten, but still struggling. And then you got West Ham, this 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 uh, this team that keeps, uh, you know, kind of suggesting that they could make Europe again. Uh, I think they're, if I'm not mistaken, they're they're just uh, they I think a fifth to sixth in the Premier League. They're doing they're doing the job of of kind of. Continue to say to to make a statement that they're a real team that can do can can continue to, to play well and perform, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And obviously, we don't know if Declan Rice is going to be on the team next year, which is a huge part of that team. Um, but but still, Leonis is a team that's been to the Champions League semifinal. Leon is a team that's done well in Europe. Uh, Leon is the team that birthed Karim Benzema. Um, before he went to Real Madrid. So you have to look at all these different variables coming into a game like this. It's going to be two excellent European nights. Um, what way do you see this tipping? Because I'm really I'm really not sure uh, how this is going to go because I think it's, it's rather close, regardless of positioning.
1: Oh, this one is another tasty one. I kind of see it where... I think West Ham may have the upper hand in this because of how poor – I mean, they're still – as you just stated, they're in this, still in the top ten, but Leon has still been struggling and being very inconsistent, whereas West Ham has had their struggles, but they're still maintaining what – it, doing what it takes to maintain a spot in fifth or sixth. So, I mean, it could go either way but I kind of see this still tipping in West Ham's favor just because they've been the more consistent side, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens on this one.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think West Ham's the better team. But, <laughs> but I'm going to flip on that, what I just said. But – West like you brought this up. West Ham is has not been in Europe, you know, uh the Europa League, the Champions League, they haven't been in these competitions very often. You know, very rarely have they been in these competitions consistently. I I, I don't know if they were in it last year, but they were in qualifying or they were on the verge of of making last year. I I, I can't know on top of my head. Um, but the old, so I think they're very close. I think West Ham is the better team. I think they come in this game with more confidence. Um but for two for two reasons i think um Leon go through um number one they don't have anything to play for anymore they're finish, they're in tenth they're not making fourth you know even though the french league top to bottom who you take out psg is is relatively close i don't i just don't think there's a way for them to go up and, and make the champions league make the europa league even make the, the conference league might be in their reach but that's it um so that's that's all they have left to play for where West Ham can still progress themselves up in the Premier League table and make some big competitions. And obviously you win this competition you make you make the Champions League. And then secondly, they've been here before. They've been in Europe, they've been in the Europa League, they've been in the Champions League and they've done well in these competitions. So for that reason, for that reason alone, I'm 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 edging slightly towards Lyon, uh, but only because of experience only because they've been here before, and West Ham are, are kind of the new kids on the block, uh, so to speak, in this country, in, in Europe. Uh, so they may not know how to handle certain situations, but there's no question in my mind that West Ham are still the better team. But sometimes in, in, in the Europa League, in the Champions League, it's not quite always about being the best team, it's about taking advantage of the, of the biggest moments. And West Ham have nothing to look back on to assess themselves in this. And again, that doesn't mean they can't do it, but because Leona has been here, been in these situations before more frequently, I think that's, that's kind of the way it goes. All right. Um, uh, and then, uh, the last one is Braga who has been kind of a surprise of the Euro of the Europa league this season. And, um, and Rangers, another surprise of the Europa League this season. Um, again, I think all of these are impossible to call except Leipzig. Uh, but what way? Are you, what way? Are you, you you edging on this one. Remember, was, just 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 for some context, Dortmund, uh, Dortmund, who are entitled to right race to Bayern right now, got lost to West Ham twice um, on the way to uh, to elimination. So sorry, not West Ham, Rangers. Rangers knocked out Dortmund. And and did it s- seamlessly. J- I just want to put that in for context.
1: Ooh. This looks like another juicy one. G- give me a minute to collect my
0: thoughts. bragg is doing pretty well in the Portuguese league. And I believe they won their group and before the knockout rounds as well. So there's plenty of reasons to have belief on both sides. So I just want to give you all the information needed to assess yourself
1: i mean based on history and what this team has accomplished in the scottish go ahead i didn't say anything oh i thought you were gonna say something so i'm like okay might as well wait um, but yeah i think so i mean rangers will have the upper hand in this because they routinely perform very well within the Scottish league, where Brog has had their success in the league, but just not to the level has Celtic has. But I mean, there is.
0: You mean Rangers, right?
1: Rangers, yeah. My brain is like Celtic. What the heck? <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, Rangers have also had history in this tournament where Brog has been there but just hasn't performed to that level so I think just based on experience and how this team performs routinely week in and week out I would give the upper hand to Rangers
0: <laughs> do you remember the episode last year when I pulled names out of a hat <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah so I just remembered something. last year you picked Rangers to make the final <laughs> I mean, they 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 fl- they flamed out. But I just I was just, I was thinking about that as you as you were talking. Oh, no, um, that's funny. I have two answers. Do you want my dumb answer first or my serious answer first?
1: Well, we're uh, giggles, <laughs> Let's start off with the serious one and then All go right. to the silly one because that way we can end on a funny note.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I think Rangers to do what they did to Dortmund. And I don't know if if you listen to Guru and Guna with me and Ryan, you heard me last week or the week before. Just list off all the names of the Dortmund players that are good. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna do it again totally, but just 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 for the sake of it, they have Holland, they have Brandt, they have Gio Reyna, they have Witzel, they have um, Rafael Guerrero, they have a good goalkeeper, they have a good coach, they have a, they have a hostile environment. So. Just all of that quality in that team, for them to go do that against Dortmund um, and win, um, I think isn't is uh, you know, it's nothing short of remarkable. And to win both of the games, you know, because there was still a way back in for Dortmund um, after after the first leg, uh, and they still managed um, to. Um, to get through and and it was it was just like that and they were able to dominate those games being able to play well not to say Braga hasn't played well because they um they were able to do to do well um in sort of their 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 own situation and they're having a good season um both um you know historically speaking and um you know of, you know the, the you know of the last couple of times they've been in, in Europe um they were they were in the road to the semifinal for Roma last year in the Europa League um, uh, they' they've done pretty well in in, in that area and, um, and and so on and so forth um, I, I do think that Rangers though does have the um, have the edge When it comes to this, just because um, who they've been able to um, to take down um, on the way to uh, the finish line and um, and so on and so forth. And uh, so I'll go Rangers to, to go through. All right. Do you want my dumb answer now? Yes, I like dumb shit. Giannis Haji plays for Rangers. So they're going through doesn't matter. doesn't matter who else they have. I, I, I think he's still injured, but if he comes back there, you know, it's over. H- Hodges is going to score with like seven goals in the first game and it's good night. <laughs> no, he won't. He'll, but, but I hope he comes back for the, for the, um, for the um, second, uh, for the, at least for, for one of these games. Um, but uh, rain just to go through, um, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Um, among the, the, I, I couldn't find the bracket of who's on which side. Among the teams uh, listed here, uh, who do you think is going to win the Europa League? Just just from your vibe, from where you are right now.
1: So who do I have going through on my end? Must him. Oh, uh, what were the other ones? I would say okay. Rangers
0: i <laughs> i think this is easy do you do you want me to read you christoph and cuckoo's numbers again 26 and 18 or whatever it was i think leipzig is is going through there is concern that leipzig did not play in their last game because their team got got not got eliminated got um was forced to to drop out but i think leipzig have have all the weapons in the world and and, again, if they don't win it, everyone in Germany will be so happy. But if, but if they do, um, I, but I think they should. Their, their team is much better than anybody else in this competition. Um, so whatever the route, I got Leipzig as going, going through. Can I
1: recap yeah. my statement?
0: <laughs> sure. You can pick someone else, but I'm not, you know.
1: Yeah, based on that alone, I'm taking Leipzig too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not that Rangers can't do it. I'm sure they can. Because we talk about this all the time, you just never know. Porto's won a Champions League, so so Valencia went to two Champions League finals. But considering the team that they have in place, I just I just find it difficult. You know, if if you watch, I would I would suggest watching Leipzig play in the Bundesliga before the Europa League's uh, legs start, and you'll see exactly what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to say. I just think it's it's tough. Because if you look at all these teams, there, they are. This got some good players, but there's one team that has a superstar. There's a, West Ham has a star, but one team has a superstar, and that team is RB Leipzig, and they have a good defense, and they have Andre Silva, who's starting to play well. I just think there's too many. There's just too much to account for, um, and so on and so forth. So, the uh the Europa League portion done. Uh, we we both going with Leipzig. Um, we, we we had uh, similar and different opinions on the, on the last couple. Um, now, the big boy trophy, <laughs> um, uh, Benfica against the team that knocked you out, Liverpool. Um, what are you what are your thoughts on on this tie?
1: I think Liverpool will definitely win this one. I mean, as much as I love Benfica, we love this underdog story, but I think just based on how strong Liverpool are from top to bottom, it would be very difficult to keep up with their aggressiveness. So I would say Liverpool have no issues going through because of based on their experience within this tournament, along with how strong they are and how good they've been performing within the league as well.
0: Uh, well, uh, What would you say score-wise? Do you think it'll be closer to sort of? I think it'll be a
1: runaway. If anything, I would say 3-0.
0: Okay. Um, You lost to Liverpool at home. You beat them at Anfield. Given the fact that you've seen your team play them twice and, again – you probably shouldn't have lost the first game as well, but well, we've, we've gone over that already. Um If you're Benfica, how do you approach? Like, what would be your suggested approach if Ben and Ben for Benfica to try to pull off the upset? What's 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 the roadmap? How how would you suggest they do that? If Benfica are going to go through, what will they need to do to do that? Other than the obvious.
1: Well, obviously, you would have to figure out a way to put. Um, Mohamed Salah, their, your back pocket, because he's the one that really facilitates things. And if you take out crucial element, who's good at assists, but along with scoring goals themselves, it would be very difficult for them to catch up. Yes, they have uh, Firmino. Although that I was talking to my sister who actually likes Liverpool, she said, that it, the exact same thing, it was not a red card, it was very stupid. So, thank you, my sister. I love you. Um, that,
0: wait, are you talking about the, the Alexis Sanchez thing?
1: Yes, and she said it wasn't even a yellow card because actually, I found out why he got a red card because he did earlier in the match have a yellow card given to him, so it was two yellows and then eventually a red card.
0: No, the so, um, the Fabinho challenge, right? Is that we are talking about? Yep. Yeah, that one's obvious. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it changed the, the game, but still.
1: But yeah, but it's like she even agreed it wasn't a red card. So, um, I mean, you would have to literally. There's a lot of stuff, but the main thing is just try to silence Mohamed Salah the best you can because you take him out. It's the match, in my opinion, kind of slows down a bit.
0: You, you, you are, you are, um, uh, you are, uh What's what's the word? You are missing pro- Liverpool. Another important p- part of Liverpool. My favorite player in the Premier League. I don't know how many people actually know this, but he is. Um, and it's not Montella. He said we Roman just had the greatest ever season. He left, not him. Allison left after we made the Champions League semifinal. Even though I love him, not him. But oh, Trent Alexander Arnold, I think, is the key to all of this. This is a type of player that has. I wouldn't say revolutionized the way we we, we view um, um, left-backs or right-backs, you know, that position, and what he's able to do in the attacking sense, the way he's able to push forward and supply balls into Mohamed Salah, into Sadio Mane, into Roberto Firmino, into Luis Diaz. Okay, as as as, I, as I'm listing names, I, I realize that the argument for Benfica is is losing its water, <laughs> because I forgot Luis Diaz just moved from Porto to um uh, to, to, to Liverpool, and Porto play in what country, Danielle? Portugal. And what country does Benfica play in? <laughs> Portugal. Exactly. This dude who was who was living it up in 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 um in in the Portuguese league was was smashing it out of the park every single time. Was scoring ridiculous goals, was doing his thing. He was doing this his his he was doing this against teams like Benfica, against teams like uh, Sporting, against teams like, you know, all the, the the other Portuguese teams. He was he was good in the the Champions League. He had played against um, Liverpool when they were grouped together in the in the round. Uh, yeah, I think Liverpool have too many options um, in the first leg. In the first leg, if it's in Portugal, I think you press you press Liverpool and try to make them as comfortable as possible. Kind of how Salzburg played against Bayern, they have to do the same thing, and they have to hope they, there's there the the deficit between the two teams is enough. But I do think Liverpool coast here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say six to. Um, I think Benfica finds a way to, to get through and score, but I, I just don't think they can they can withstand Jurgen Klopp uh, led uh, a Liverpool's a team that can really kind of put everything together and and look as one of the more dynamic teams in this competition. Um, all right, um, my pick um, for the uh, for the Champions League: Bayern Munich against. Um, the Team that Juventus choked against Villarreal. Um, uh, I, I know where you're leaning, but just just give some context to, to the to the matchup.
1: I mean, really, there's no not really a lot to be said. Uh, you have, um, yeah, uh, yeah, my 11 ducks. There we go. Okay, took my brain long. <laughs> Hang on, oh, me, my brain today. Um You have of a bunch of other huge names on Bayern Munich who are far, far, better, far better than – I mean, there's a lot of great players on Villarreal as well, but based on the consistency and how this Bayern Munich team performs, they're going to have no issues cutting through uh, Villarreal's attack defensive-wise. And then also on the reverse, you have the attack, which will be way too much for Villarreal's defense to handle. And but I still think they managed to get on the scoreboard. But I think it'll be like four one or something.
0: Yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I think that Villarreal are better than than um, than Salzburg. By a a lot. Um, So I don't think it's going to be one of those where they win, what was it, 8-1 on aggregate or something? (laughs) I think that's what it was. Because it it was, oh, no, 8-2 on aggregate was against Salzburg. I think um, Bayern, their their form in the league lately hasn't been great. They allowed Dortmund back in the title race. um, But at at full health, it's hard for me to think that anyone's going to beat them at full health. If Lomodowski doesn't get injured, um uh, seriously injured. He's got a slight um uh, injury, but it's it's but he's still playing I, think, I believe he's still playing this weekend um, and so uh, and so on and so forth so um, unless something unseen happens, I do think they they do it. I think it'll be a little closer. I I think I could see them winning like five three um the the, the concern to me is Munich if if they're if they have a clean sheet, in uh in spain i think going to munich will be um more challenging and again i don't know which game comes first um but um we have to remember there was a Bayern team from many years ago who went into a um in a game down 3-1 against porto they won the second leg 6-1 and they and they end up going through um, it was actually close between the two legs. But but so I think Bayern in Munich is just – it's 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 very it's going to be very difficult to take them down. Lewandowski, Müller, Neuer is back in goal uh, for them. They have Sonny, Gnabry, Musiala, uh, Sabitzer, Joshua Kimmich, Leon Goretz is back. Uh, so top to bottom, I think this team is they're, – they're loaded to the core of what they can provide. And I just don't think um, Villarreal can withstand them. But everyone knows how I feel about Bayern. I don't think anybody can withstand him. But there's at least other teams in competition that can somewhat go player for player and, and kind of push them around. I just don't think Villarreal can do that. They won't, I don't think they'll get annihilated. I think they'll put a, together a good performance. But it's one of those things where Bayern Munich is just far superior. All right, semifinal Bayern Munich and Liverpool. I, I hope to God that this happens because it would be. It's, I think it's, this would be a such an extraordinary semifinal. Um, all right, so we got Liverpool and Bayern, um, and if everything we're saying is true, uh, going into that one, how do you see that going in this hypothetical semifinal?
1: I would still say. I mean, that is going to be a juicy one.
0: Because remember, you have you have to go... Liverpool has to go to Munich, and Byron has to go to Anfield. Think about that. Both of those locations are hostile environments for the opponent. Oh, give me a
1: second. I would say that... I think Bayern would still have the edge in that one too because obviously both of these teams are stacked but I think in regard obviously they're both hostile environments but I think when it comes to Bayern they they've been used to playing in hostile areas and they tend to be more composed whereas Liverpool are kind of like hit or miss in those situations so I still I think just based on consistency alone when dealing with hostile situations Bayern tend to be the more composed side which in my opinion would also give them the upper hand in knowing how to deal with that situation whereas Liverpool it might not be to their um, advantage
0: yeah I think that's this one would be as hard as anyone to take Um, the question that really uh, uh, you know comes to my mind is which of these two is which is is if is Bayern going to Anfield more antagonizing for Bayern, or is Liverpool going to Munich more difficult? I think Liverpool can be humanized away from um, away from Anfield. Um, so, I mean, I know you lost the game against Liverpool, but there were chances. Liverpool didn't look amazing that game. They didn't score their first goal until like it was like twenty minutes to the end. I, I just don't think – and again, we don't know where these games are going to be played and what order. But Liverpool going to Munich, I think they could be stomped on. Not stomped on, but they could be handled. Again, Liverpool is not the better team here. It is Bayern Munich. It's quite clearly Bayern Munich. But these teams are also quite close. You get Mohamed Salah. You get Robert Lewandowski. You get Thomas Muller. You get uh, – um, Sadio Mane, Trent an Arnold. Do you have you have? I mean, the, these both the teams are stacked, but I, I think in the end, Liverpool would um, would find it difficult in Munich. I think I just don't think Bayern will be too afraid to go in the Anfield. That's a tough place to play, but it's it's not something they haven't dealt with before. Obviously, these two teams played a few years ago, but it's it's before Bayern became the Bayern that we saw we've seen. The last couple of years. It's it was it was during that stretch of years where Bayern like humorized the Bundesliga, thinking they were gonna win the title. They, they they just weren't as dominant as as killer as they are now. I think with full health full health with 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 everyone there for both teams, I think I, I would I would say that um the Bayern go through I'm gonna go with a uh, um um a three one and a three two, so six three on aggregate. No, actually, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's uh, on aggregate. It'll be um, five to um, five to three. I think the thing for me is, is I think they'll score a lot of goals in Munich, and I think they'll score enough at Anfield. So it just depends, but I do think they go through. Uh, what would your scoreline be, out of interest?
1: I already said it
0: four one. Four oh four one. Okay. So you're okay, gotcha. Um all right, um other, so Bayern in the Champions League final. Whoop-de-doo, awesome. Oh <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why to say um
1: Wow, Savage as fuck, they uh, they uh, you doing okay.
0: <laughs> Manchester City, um uh, sorry. Champions League bottlers. Manchester City. Actually, they're not more bottles than PSG, but considering the teams that Man City have had, they've lost. They've had so many chances to make a final, and they finally did it, and they choked, et cetera, et cetera. We know this, but they're still one of the best teams in the world, the second best team in the world after Bayern. Um, so you you got that, you got Pep, you got all those stars in the man that Man City team, and you have the Joker, the um, the uh, the psycho, the crazy man, the. Um, uh, you know, the, the mobster, the, the the murderous uh vibe of Diego Simeone um against Man City. both, both managers have a lot of, of appreciation for one another and the teams, very different teams. Man City, very attacking-minded, very driven by that. Diego Simeone's side, very defensive, but can close the doors down. They just took they just took that out their neighbors in Manchester United over two legs. So the question is, can lightning strike twice or is the expected going to be a reality? What, what's, your, what's your take on, on that equation?
1: So if we're talking about Diego Simeone, we're talking about Laco Madrid, right?
0: Yeah, we're talking about La Madrid. No, he, he decided to, he, it, a, after the first, like he's going to coach um, uh, Chelsea.
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure I have my correct team. Jesus.
0: It, but the, the team is called Diego Simeone, and Atletico Madrid is is the rest. It's not Atletico Madrid first, and then Diego Simeone. He's one of those guys where you say his name, you know a team. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, how, how do you see it going?
1: For the next, you're going to the quiet bin for ten seconds now because of that sarcasm.
0: All right, just answer the damn question.
1: Okay, and now we're back after that sarcasm break. Uh, I think Man City should have the advantage here, but you cannot count out at Madrid, especially with them taking out their uh, neighbors, Man United. So, I mean, it's hard to say, but I still think Man City have what it takes to defeat at Madrid. But I still I think in this case it's going to be a much closer match than most people realize because Atletico has also had history in this tournament and they know how to approach certain matches. So I would so, say uh, this would end maybe three two on aggregate.
0: This is tough, um, because we know that um. That Diego Summit can organize a defense to to deal with a team like Manchester City. Um, but we also know Manchester City has all the tools and are the better team and then c- can create havoc. You know, the, the, the issue with Man City is, though, um, their home field advantage isn't really that much. Again... I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it does. They don't fill up a stadium and make it a, a tough environment to to exist in. As the Wando Metropolitano is a different story, it can be very, very difficult for that to happen. Um, I'm actually going to surprise you here. I'm not going to. I don't. I don't think Atletico Madrid will go through, but I think um, that. Uh, Um, that they'll make it as tough as they possibly can. And I think they'll make Man City work for everything. So you ready for my score? Yes. (laughs) The first leg will be 0-0. The second leg will be 0-0. And I think Pep Guardia will find a solution in extra time. And I think Manchester City will win in extra time 1-0. I think there will be one goal over two legs. And I get what you're saying because a lot of people are expecting this to be like, uh, you know, Man City to score a bunch, like three or four goals, and Diego simulator to push back maybe four or two, something like that. People are expecting a lot of goals. I think this will be very tough because we know that Diego can 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 formulate a, an incredible defense, and um, and we know what he's, what he's capable of. Um, but I, And we know what Pep's capable of. But I don't think there's a lot of goals in this. I think this is going to go the distance. I think um, there will be an inter- – it will be very entertaining Zero-zero draws, but I don't think there will be a lot of goals from either team. I think there's one goal in this, and I don't I, – I'm taking Man City, but that goal can come from either team. That's kind of where I am with it. All right. Uh, and then, obviously, a rematch of last year's Champions League semifinal. Real Madrid against uh, broke Chelsea
1: based on I think Real Madrid should have no issues in this one because yes I understand Chelsea are a good team but based on just like everything that's going on around the club at the moment I think it's going to be hard for them to really focus on that match so I think Real I still think that they'll get a goal or two out of this match but I think well wait I, but I think the scoreline will be 3-1 just because the mentality right now surrounding Chelsea is not that great because of this whole situation. But I still think they do get a goal, but it's just not going to be um, – the, just the, I guess the narrative around this match is just not the greatest for Chelsea, and it would be hard for them to really focus on what's going on at the moment.
0: Yeah, I understand that, but I, I, I actually kind of – again, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with your pick, but I see it another way. I think Chelsea will be more motivated in light of what's going on. Just how Denmark made that semifinal after what happened to Eriksen at the Euros, I think it's similar. They'll put together the best performance they possibly can, um, and I, I do think there's a possibility of them going through. But I've, I've, I have a big kind of issue with Chelsea – your boy or your former boy ukaku has not been scoring that much for them the the fans don't re- i mean the fans don't like him because he apologized to inter basically they cuz remember all those comments that he came out with a few months ago
1: about oh, yeah. some
0: of the stuff it was 97.8% about inter and 0.3% about chelsea yet all the fans verbally attacked him because how dare he speak? He was my, my thing was, and I know we didn't really talk about. It, I'm like, he's not even talking about you, bro. <laughs> Imagine getting mad at someone who barely mentioned you. He wasn't even he wasn't even talking about Chelsea at all. But that hasn't helped. the The environment that they have created for him hasn't helped. He's not scoring though that much goals. Um. Again, they paid. We paid Broma paid 36 plus add-ons for Tammy Abraham. He's got 21 goals. I think Lukaku has like 11. So there's a big difference between the two. Uh, Timo Werner, who's who has value, um, but clinically finishing in front of goal isn't where you want to be. You have Kai Havertz, who may have to be the guy for them to score goals. Um, but you know, you know what it really comes down to to, to for me. What's that? Two words. Kareem Benzema. So if you look at if you look at all of the options that they have attacking wise, Chelsea, they have enough, but it's it's a community effort. With Real Madrid, you have one of the greatest Champions League scorers of all time. I believe he's number three or number four on the list. Um, he's done it with Ronaldo. He's done it without Ronaldo. He got a hat trick against PSG. He was able to to perform at the highest level. Age is nothing but a number to Benzema, who was having an absolutely ridiculous season, uh, viewed by many as the a, as a third best player in the world, viewed by me as the second best player in the world. He's a guy, kind of like Lewandowski, who has that ability to do it. And this squad has, is littered with Champions League winners, littered with experience. And Chelsea won the Champions League last year, so they had Champions League winners as well. But Real Madrid have two-time Champions League winners, three-time Champions League winners, four-time Champions League winners in the squad. Luca Modric, who looked like the best midfielder in the world, even though he's like 36 years old. You have Tony Cruz is still effective. And then you have the young guys with Vinicius Jr. You, and and Angelotti's just done a great job with this. They're 10 points clear. So everything that's going on with Real Madrid after this weekend, in the, the big El Clasico, but after that game is over – all of their focus will be on this game. And my guess is all those key players will be rested ahead of this game. Chelsea can't do that because they need to still hang on to that spot. So because of that and because of Benzema, I think uh, Karim Benzema kicks the door down and beats Chelsea. Um, it's going to be unfortunate because it will be kind of cool to see Chelsea continue to, to progress considering what's, what's um, you know, happening at the club. I mean, just two weeks ago, they wanted to buy Declan Rice. And now they can't buy shrimp fried rice. <laughs> um, oh, so shrimp
1: fried rice! Mm, Not watch shrimp fried rice.
0: I've seen the meme on the on on. Uh, I forgot where it was, but I saw a meme of that that sort of thing. Um, so they 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 they're trying to get ownership stuff. They're trying to deal with what they're dealing with, uh, which is why I'm less worried about them. Buying back Abraham because they can't afford him for 88 million. What it what it will be uh, not this summer but next summer. Um, I think Chelsea will play good. Pulisic has been great. Um, Conte and others have been good too. I think they have a team good enough to do it. But I do think Real Madrid go through. I'm going to say five one. Um, not because I don't think Chelsea can win, but I do think it will go go to into your direction where you were saying it's going to be a distraction. Plus, I think Real Madrid just have nothing else to focus on. This is all they have left this season because the league title is basically bagged, um, and they don't. I don't think they're in any other competition. So after they beat Barca or don't beat Barca, whatever the case may be, um, if if they win the Der- if they win the El Clasico, if they don't, but after that game, they have nothing else to focus on. Chelsea still has other things to deal with. So boom. All right, Man City versus Real Madrid. What you thinking? I would I mean this one would be
1: really hard to decide because both teams are huge obviously Uh, just
0: just real quick history lesson um the um Real Madrid and Man City met in um a Champions League semifinal this exact stage um only a couple years ago different teams but this is not the first time these two have gone head-to-head. And in that game, over the two legs, uh, Christian Bale – sorry, not Christian Bale. Gareth Bale scored one goal in, in, uh, to, to end uh, uh, Man City and make the Champions League final. And I think that was the year that they beat Liverpool. Or, or no, I think it was the year before that. Anyway, that that was one of their Champions League runs. Um, sorry, I, I meant Gareth Bale, not Christian Bale. I'm Batman. <laughs> 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 anyway,
1: sorry. I'm not I'm not. I'm not really sure which one of us actually has the ADHD at the moment. But you know, that's here. Here's some of my ADHD. Half all with that. But anyway, I think this match is good. Would be a juicy one too. I mean, but I still. I think that would be very, very close. Uh, I would say it finishes one-one, but I still would give Man City the edge. Good. And it goes into exercise, and they win 2-1 on aggregate. But it's really hard to say because you got Kareem Benzema, you got Tony Cruz, you got Moldovich performing still at a top quality level. You got your young gun coming into really making themselves known. So I really don't know. But I still think Man City get by, but it would be a 2-1 situation.
0: Okay, so... That's, a, that's a fair, but do you, would you be worried about um, – so I don't know if you're – you probably are aware of this. If Liverpool win the rest of their games this season, they'll win the title in the Premier League. Man City has to hope for a drop point. Does the fact that that they have more things to worry about, uh, um, do you think that will go into that, or do you think Man City's won all these Premier Leagues if they could win the Champions League or get to the Champions League final again or do what they do? Do you think that's their 100% focus, or do the, do you think the Premier League is still something that they're they're thinking about? Because I think that that could go into it as well.
1: I mean, it both scenarios makes it, it could bring you bring up valid points on that one. I mean, I would say their sole focus could be on the Champions League, but you never know they could also be focusing on the league as well. So. It 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 just depends on what they're really like hoping to accomplish, but Mm -hmm. I would try to focus like on the Champions League where you know you're. I don't think Man City has won the Champions League in a while, or I don't think they've won a Champions League. No,
0: they've never uh, won a Champions League. They've only been to two semifinals. They in past years they again they've been laughed at for their performances in the Champions League with uh, with Pep in charge. Um, lost to that Monaco team that had a, a little-known 18-year-old by the name of Kylian Mbappe. They lost to Lyon. They got smacked by Liverpool. Um, they, you know, So the thing is, they, then in the Champions' League final last year, they blew it by, by a, a poor tactical switch. Um, so you have to look at all of these different variables that come into it. But, but that doesn't mean that, that, that they can't win. For, because remember the whole do you remember every all of these records all these this historical runs they come to an end at some point remember Roma's uh, reign of terror against newly promoted teams in, uh, in Syria. that oh, was like 37 eight games whatever it was but then they then they lost one they haven't lost one since so they're still on beach in 37 of their last 38 against those type of teams but all it takes is one one little chance for that to flip. It, there was a decade. It was a decade that English football did not win the Champions League, and then they've won two in the last three, four years. So everything can happen. Doesn't mean just because it's it is this way. Just because Man City been one final and and have, has not played well enough as uh, you know in in the Champions League uh, since they they've been regular. That doesn't mean they can't do it. Maybe they're more motivated to make the final again, and this time they won't make the similar mistakes. Unfortunately, I don't think mistakes or tactical switches would would uh, throw them out against a a better team than they saw in in, um, last year. So um, with that being said, I think Man City have a good chance. But, But I think I think the big factor for me is Real Madrid are 10 points clear. After after they beat Atletico Madrid or not uh, after they play against uh, if they beat uh, Barcelona on the weekend they could literally bench their entire starting eleven for the next you know whatever eight games if they wanted to you know if if, he, if Angelotti feels it um, I just I think experience and Benzema I think it's tough I think this will be great I think it'll be a goal fest actually but I think Real Madrid will find a way to get through with a um i'm gonna say six to five i'm just gonna Whoa. go for gold. i'm just going goal fest just because um a lot of our, our picks here have been pretty close um so i'm gonna go six five i don't know how it gets to six five but it's gonna get there one way or another um you got benzema but then you got you got kdb you got sterling you have uh gun to gun you have a folden you have a lot of really it's essential pieces and they they've run they've they've scored some amazing goals they've scored a ton of goals this season um and there was a reason they looked like they were just going to walk the title so <laughs> with that being said i do think real madrid will go through with a with a goal um fest um which leaves um actually this is a different question for both of us you got you got city and bayern right Yes. All right. So who who would win that? I mean, I, I think we both know where we're going with this. But who would win that game hypothetically? fire That. Uh, what? For what reason?
1: Just based on how how stacked they are from top to bottom. But I still think that would be a very close match too, based on how strong these teams are. So, I would say if they win it, it will be a, by very close margins. I'd say they would win 2-1 because I still think they would Man City would get a goal back, but it's just it would still be fun to watch that one.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be a great one. Um, I'll go 13-7, <laughs> just kidding.
1: Holy. <Totally>. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody and their uncle gets a goal. And if you're lucky, maybe you get two goals. I don't
0: know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every time I joke about scores, that's what I say. I don't know why. Um, for me, it would be Real Madrid and, and, um, and Bayern. And honestly, if your team's not in it, I think this is the one you should be cheering for. You would have Lewandowski on one side, Kareem Benzma on the other, and Courtois and, and Neuer. Uh, you know, Sané and Vinicius Jr., Modric and Kimmich. I mean, it, just the ballers on both sides. Uh, but I stand what I said years ago. Bayern should be going for the third in a row because they would won last year. They would have won last year if Lewandowski was fit and available to do what, you know, Robert Lewandowski does. Um, but I, I do think it would be close. I think it would probably be 2-1, something like that. But I do. I, again, I picked this from the start of the season. Before I knew they would not be on the same bracket, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I said at the beginning, and I'm going with with Real uh, I'm going with Bayern to beat Real Madrid in the Champions League final, and hopefully, hopefully now he'll win the the door that he should have won last year and the year before. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's all um, that's that that's all uh, sh- sh- sorry. Anyway, th- that's the end of our show. Thank you for listening. See you guys later.